the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. Two scientists go to a meeting and find that what they're working on fits perfectly together to make an innovative approach in the fight against cancer. Today, they have multiple approaches with multiple drug candidates in multiple clinical trials. Dr. Eric Vivier is the Senior Vice President and Chief Scientific Officer of Innate Pharma. Well, Eric, welcome to the program. Okay, I'm very glad to be here. Now, as you and I have discussed previously, there are five pillars or five avenues, if you prefer, for treating cancer. You know, the first, as we all know, surgery, remove it, perhaps radiation or radiotherapy, using high doses of radiation to kill cancer cells and shrink tumors. A third way is chemotherapy, using chemicals to kill cancer cells, which has devastating side effects and may also kill healthy cells. And, of course, one of these does not supplant the other. We bring them all together. But a fourth wave has been targeted therapy. Now, these are antibodies which specifically connect to specific cancer cells and only cancer cells to bring them either drugs or, or find the cell and target it in some way. And finally, most recently, we've found new hope in what is called immunotherapy for cancer, or in other terms, immuno-oncology. What is that, and how is that different from the other uh, treatments that we have today? Well, it, it turns out that the immune system is protecting us against many different kinds of assaults. It can be from microbe infection, uh, but it also can be from tumor, because tumors can grow within our body. And we know from decades of immunology that the immune system can actually propose some, some defense mechanism against the growth of these tumors. But it took a long time to understand uh, the mechanism behind this. Actually, it took almost one century. And I don't want to tell you the entire story, but it's really started in New York City by the end of the 19th century. And, and uh, 100 years later, we understood that one of the reasons why the immune system was not as efficient as one could expect was that the tumor cells were sending inhibitory messages to the immune system. In a way, like, you know, like they were acting as brakes on the immune system. And the immune system could no longer respond uh, in such an efficient way. And so, we know uh, the molecular mechanism behind this. I don't want to go into the details, but there are inhibitory molecules, which are cell surface receptors, which decorate cells of the immune system, such as lymphocytes. And uh, the cells of the, of the tumor sites, uh, of the tumor beds, the tumor cells, express molecules that can act on these inhibitory molecules. And that's how they inhibit abolish the function of the immune system. So immunotherapy really started by raising drugs, which are by themselves antibodies, by the way, therapeutic antibodies, that blocks this inhibitory interaction. So it's like really unleashing the cells of the immune system. This is why this, what these immunotherapy drugs are doing. And uh, it has been 
a wonderful discovery, first awarded by Nobel Prizes, but also leading to blockbusters in the pharmaceutical industry. In particular, uh, there are antibodies called anti-PDA1 or anti-PDL1 that leads to this unleashing of the immune system and thereby allowing the immune system to directly fight against the tumors. Now, they haven't been entirely successful in the sense that many people are not responding. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, uh, besides the fact that it's a true evolution and that these uh, immunotherapy treatments are leading to unprecedented success, it remains that most of the patients harbor or show primary or secondary resistance to these treatments, meaning that they are either non-responsive at all or that they started to be re responsive, but later on uh, they were uh, resistant to these treatments. So these primary and secondary resistance are really the quest of the grail, so to speak, within our community right now. One needs to understand how come uh, these uh, events are happening. Now let's talk a little about our immune system. Uh, we've heard we have an innate part of our immune system and an adaptive part. Let's talk about what that is and how that plays a role in all this. Yeah. When we speak about the immune system, generally one uses terms of war. Uh, and, and, and so to give you an idea of what these innate and adaptive uh, arms of the immune systems are, uh, let me maybe propose that the, the innate immune system may be the first line of defense. And the adaptive immune system will be the second line of defense. So cells of the innate immune system are everywhere in the body. They can be in the skin, they can be in the gut, they can be anywhere. And they have to recognize changes. And these changes can be, for example, introduction of a virus, introduction of a bacteria, but maybe also the fact that these cells of the immune system are interacting with tumor cells, which are really different from normal cells. And when they can detect that, then they can start, they can initiate an immune response, which goes in, into two ways. The first way is to send directly some kind of a response against this aggression, okay? To make a long story short, I can tell you right now that when NK cells, part of the innate immune system, recognize some tumor cells, they can detect them, then they're going to kill them, okay? But at the same time, they can also, as any other cells of the innate immune system, they can secrete an array of molecules, soluble molecules that we call cytokines or chemokines, sorry for the jargon, uh, which will elicit the second wave or the second line of difference, which is the adaptive immune system. So it goes by numbers, so first line of defense, first protection mechanism against the aggression, and then second line of defense. So in a nutshell, we have these two lines of defenses, and as we will discuss, I'm sure, uh, we are particularly interested in trying to boost the anti-tumor function of the innate immune system. Now, for people saying, did he say NK, natural killer cells? Is that a scientific term? And it's like, yep, it is. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Actually, those guys have been discovered 50 years ago, 5-0, 
exactly by this um, feature, meaning that these cells are natural bone killers. They are able to detect tumor cells in particular. They can detect in general cells in distress, such as cells also infected by viruses, but let's focus on tumor cells. They can detect a variety of tumor cells, leukemia, lymphoma, solid tumors, and upon this recognition, they get activated and they can kill in return they can kill these tumor cells, hence the name natural killer cells. Okay, so what we have here then is even though they're natural killer cells, the on the other side, the cancer cells are inhibiting them somehow or can inhibit them, stop them. And that's the basic problem you're addressing. Exactly. We have identified molecules which are expressed on NK cells, which actually inhibit the function of these cells. And the molecules that can activate these inhibitory molecules, these breaks, are actually produced by tumor cells. So here again, this is exactly the same idea, is to unleash the anti-tumor function of NK cells so that when they interact with tumor cells, they can actually kill them more efficiently. So you have engineered many antibodies to do this. And right now you've got about a dozen that you're examining in various stages of clinical trials. In some of those, you're working with large pharmaceutical firms, for example, AstraZeneca, just as one example. And you've got a dozen engineered antibodies in your pipeline treatment now for cancer. I just want to pick up two. One is uh, an antibody, my favorite name ever, Mona Lisa Mob. <laughs> it's like, that's a great name. Exactly. That is a great name. Exactly. I don't know how you, I know. you never get a better name than that. You get the, the, I the know. biotechnology I award I on agree. that. Um, and it's now in uh, already in phase three trials. What cancer is it trying to treat? And how does that trial work? What's the overview here? Yes, you're right, Maria. This is a very nice name for an antibody. So this antibody is a prototypical example of this unleashing antibody that I evoked earlier, meaning this antibody monalizumab is blocking an inhibitory receptor expressed on NK cells, but also on some T lymphocytes. And as a result of that, the cells are unleashed in their anti-tumor function. So it's in phase three in two kinds of tumor disease. The first one is non-small cell lung carcinoma, which is, as you know, a devastating disease. And the other one is head and neck cancers. So all the cancers of the head and the neck. And uh, so uh, in both conditions, monalizumab is uh, tested in combination with other molecules. And I don't want to be too granular here, but the result is that the phase two clinical trials have been extremely exciting, and that's where, that's why our partner, AstraZeneca, uh, launched them, uh, launched uh, monalizumab in, in, in phase three clinical trials in both indications. Do we have a sense when that one will be complete? No. <laughs> no, because it's going to be too long. What I can tell you, but it's going to be too long. Uh, one which just started is going to be for 40 months. 44 zero? Four. Four zero. So I don't want to mention that. You need patience, patience in this business. Absolutely. Now, now let's go to another one because we've been talking about the NK cells, and this is related to that. 
You're in phase one, that initial phase that the phase one, two, three uh, uh, effort. And uh, Anket, it's an Anket, A-N-K-E-T. That's right. Uh, sorry for the name, but I think by the end of the day, I like yeah, it very what, much. Yeah, why don't you no, get no. a good name? No, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I know but, you're but, capable. <laughs> so Anket means antibody-based NK cell engager therapeutics. What we're doing here is really not to unleash the NK cells by blocking inhibitory messages or inhibitory receptors, but it's rather to hyperactivate them. They will kill more, they will produce more cytokines, uh, they will also proliferate. Uh, and the, at least in one of the versions of the enquête that we are generating right now. So this is uh, very exciting because it's not one molecule, but it's actually a new class of therapeutics. It's an entire platform where we can actually change the tumor antigen that we want to target selectively. So we are really in the context of precision medicine. Uh, but we can also change the way we are going to activate NK cells, and I don't want to go into the details. So here we are partnering for one of these enquête molecules with Sanofi in uh, acute myeloid leukemia, uh, which is a cancer of the blood, one of the cancers of the blood. And uh, so the patients are being included, as you mentioned, in a phase one clinical trial. I remind everybody that the phase one clinical trial is testing for safety of the molecule that you uh, inject into the patient. And so we are looking forward to have the result of the safety and moving forward to phase two for testing efficacy. So we would put this in the area of the immuno-oncology drugs, uh, but it is not something anyone's done before. No, it was not done before for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, you know, I really started to work on NK cells when I was at Harvard. This is back in the years. And, and uh, nobody really paid any attention really to these cells because the, the whole uh, field of space of immunology was focused, obsessed, I should say, uh, by T cells and B cells. And it makes a lot of sense because these cells are beautiful for a number of reasons, in particular the genetic mechanism be leading to their antigenic recognition. But there is this kind of a subset of lymphocytes that uh, nobody knew about. Uh, and, and to tell you the truth, I mean, they were first called non-T, non-B cells. So, you know, to be baptized by a double negation is, is, is not a good start. It's not a job you start. You are no one. Exactly, exactly. You are not these ones, and you are not the other ones either. So, so <laughs> Who cares? So, yes, so that was, uh, that, was, uh, that was not a jump start. But uh, anyway, so some of us really uh, got obsessed uh, to try to understand uh, what were these cells doing and how uh, they were doing what they did. And so we really participated to that. And uh, uh, this is one of the reasons uh, why nobody really took care of trying to harness the function of NK cells. But now that the first wave of immunotherapy uh, is ending, by the way, but it's just remarkable findings and discoveries that we evoked, in particular the uh, immune checkpoint inhibitors, such as anti-PD-1, anti-PDL-1. Now, one needs to improve the efficacy of such immunotherapeutic treatment. And uh, so many of us are, are thinking of harnessing the function of the innate immune system, in particular in K-cells. 
And as we speak, there is really, really the hype around uh, the harnessing of NK cells in cancer uh, through academic groups, uh, but also uh, uh, companies. And Innate Pharma is one of these companies. And so, as we said, we are trying to harness the function of these cells by either unleashing them, by blocking inhibitory molecules, or by super-activating them by acting on the activating receptors. And so uh, the clinical uh, trials will tell us. Now, there is so much science coming out of Innate Pharma, including yourself, who, who is a scientist. You've published so many articles in many of the top journals. We could just name some, you know, Nature, Science, Cell, the Journal for Immunotherapy and Cancer, Cancer Discovery, and the list goes on. Uh, one of the things that is essential in this whole area is that we have to take science and move it into business. And and one could expect that you scientists would just keep doing science. And so I was very interested to find out, you know, how did you get from the science to doing a business? And I think you are the first biotech company ever to start on a subway in Paris. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that, that's a kind of a personal story, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be interesting for anybody, but it really started in the subway in Paris. Actually, with a friend of mine, Marc Bonneville, uh, we were uh, going to a meeting uh, somewhere in Paris and, and we discussed uh, in the subway about what we were doing and Marc and uh, his colleague Jean-Jacques Fournier at this period of time this is back in the days, this is in 1996 or something, uh, they had discovered that one could activate a, a specific subset of lymphocytes. And Mark uh, was so excited about this, which really was a, a strong discovery and, and published in science. And at the same time, you know, I was starting my lab back from Harvard uh, in France, and uh, uh, we had the privilege uh, to also uh, discover something which was uh, the mode of action of these inhibitory molecules that are blocking the function of NK cells. And, you know, subway station from subway station, uh, we realized that it could be fun to join forces. And, you know, uh, he said, yes, so we should do it. And, you know, one way of joining forces is actually to create a company and to try to transform together uh, these findings of basic immunology into innovative treatments for patients. And, and he said, yeah, but what, what kind of patients? And he said, well, it has to be cancer uh, because cancer is unfortunately unmet medical need uh, in many instances. And we know that the gamma delta T cells and we know that the NK cells can actually recognize and eliminate a vast array of tumor cells. So we said, well, let's do it. And this is how we actually make started to make bridges between basic research and the industry uh, to try to help patients and, and providing them drugs that they didn't have. I guess I'm kind of wondering why your company isn't called the Metro Biopharma. I think that would have been. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> they could. All right. Could. All right. Eric, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you'll come back and see us again. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. It was, uh, it was wonderful to talk to you. Dr. Eric Vivier is the Senior Vice President and Chief Scientific Officer of Innate Pharma. More information is available on the web at innate-pharma.com. That's innate, 
I-N-N-A-T-E dash pharma dot com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.